Doing that 100, 100 basis point cut by the central bank authorities of the repo rate, giving much needed relief to credit active firms and households alike. And we now go into our SMME exchange where we take a look at the challenges of the liquor trade. And the Gauteng Liquor Forum has organized itself here and sent a letter to President Cyril Ramaphosa, which gave him until I understand today to respond. And he's asked the forum. Uh, to give him a few more days, uh, give him until Friday to respond to the letter. And uh, uh, this uh, letter uh, was addressed to the forum's legal representative, Eric Mabuza, and the, where the presidency said it noted the concerns raised by the forum, uh, saying that the National Command Council, the presidency, and other relevant parties uh, will convene once again this week uh, to discuss the details of government's economic assistance program, uh, which uh, involves assistance extended to small businesses uh, such as those in the liquor trade and other measures to mitigate the effects of the lockdown from an economic perspective and I think it's certainly not lost to any of us that every day we uh, continue in the lockdown comes at considerable economic cost Uh, I mean I heard somebody suggesting the other day that about 31 million rand a day is raised in excise duties on cigarettes alone Uh, so you can imagine uh, if uh, you open up that uh, uh, calculation and envelope to other sectors of the economy, uh, you uh, certainly get uh, to a much larger number uh, than that. But uh, uh, at this point, uh, I'd like to bring in uh, the uh, attorney for the Gauteng Liquor Forum, Eric Mabuza, who joins me now on the line. Uh, Mr. Mabuza, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Ayabonga, uh, and thanks for having us. Thank you very much uh, for coming through. I don't know how much of uh, our earlier conversations when we started the show that you managed to catch, uh, but I must say, just as we kickstart our conversation, it might be helpful for me uh, to indicate that uh, you know one of our colleagues said here uh, that uh, you are a doppelganger of a very famous uh, musician in the United States uh, called uh, John Legend. And maybe let me quickly just get your response to that before we get into the business of what we want to talk about. Nah, they are making up things. I'm none of, I'm none of that. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's start yeah. off here. What, what are the grievances that uh, your clients are bringing forward here? Uh, and uh, maybe just as you respond to that, also indicate, I guess, uh, who uh, um, you know constitutes Gauteng Liquor Forum, who are some of its members, and what are some of the grievances that they're putting uh, before the president? Well, the forum is made up of different associations which represent uh, different uh, shipping owners and taverns who are in the township. They are mainly uh, focused in, in Gauteng, and some of them are outside Gauteng, Northwestern, and the like. But uh, primarily, they are based in in Gauteng. I mean, uh, all of us uh, should be grateful to to the forum for, for raising the issues that they are raising to the president through constitutional means. You know, we've seen uh, looting of bottle stores uh, in the Western Cape and the like. That's not the kind of society that uh, we want to see. We've seen the, the, the sale of alcohol, the, the black market. That's also not the kind of society mm. that we want to see. What we really want to see is in society where we exchange views, we, we disagree civilly, and in the end, whatever decision that comes out from from that process is beneficial to everyone. Mm. We we are we are fortunate enough that the president today came back to us and and asked and basically asked for 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 more time in indulgence so that uh, he and his colleagues could could look at the issues that we've raised. I mean, because in truth, the issues that we've raised are massive, are serious, serious issues. I mean, they are unprecedented presented in the history of our country. 
basically what my clients are saying is that they have a right to trade and the total ban on the sale of alcohol it's it's extreme it does not achieve the balance between ensuring that uh, we don't have the spread of the virus as well as ensuring the uh, fundamental rights that are mm. enshrined under section uh, 22 of the constitution before i sound like a broken record i just want to say that you and i are continuing to work now but my clients cannot do that yes, and they have respected yes. the 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 regulations and they are taking that process through legal means to challenge uh, the, mm. the, the the regulations that have been promulgated by our government. Yeah, Mr. Mabuza, it's quite interesting, I mean, that you mention uh, that, uh, you know, uh, the ban doesn't, I guess, um, you know, sufficiently address, uh, you know, the need for social distancing and the like. It's uh, what of people often say using, I guess, a sledgehammer to drive in uh, a very sort of small nail of a point here. But that being said, I mean, the, the other dimension to uh, my understanding of the prohibition of alcohol at this time uh, is its impact on, uh, you know, immune systems and, uh, I guess, uh, the impact of alcohol-related incidents on uh, the uh, public health system and the burden uh, they extend on that system. What is the view of your members uh, uh, in light of the evidence that we've seen, uh, you know, where uh, uh, trauma and casualty wards have uh, certainly been empty and uh, it's freed up the space for there to be a, uh, some form of public health response uh, to the challenge that we faced with now, which is COVID-19? I mean, if, if you really look at, uh, at what is happening and you study it carefully, you will see that the impact of, of the ban is primarily on, on the poor. What mm. you have is that uh, the middle class, people like you and I, continue drinking alcohol in our homes because we, we're fortunate enough, we're able, we're able to stock alcohol, we have wine cellars. So that continues. And what you have seen now is the black market. People continue drinking you know, uh, so the, the 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 challenge about the whole thing is to ensure that uh, there are rules which which maintain social uh, distance when people uh, buy alcohol to ensure the, that the the quantities that are sold are limited, and more importantly, to ensure that there's takeaway. My clients have offered all that to. To, 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 go, to government to say they are prepared to accept some restrictions on, on their normal trade to limit the trading hours to, to ensure that their customers uh, don't, don't drink from their premises, but they drink uh, from their homes. Mm. But I, I guess in a way that also doesn't address uh, uh, the healthcare issue, uh, and maybe let's return to that issue. I, I, yes. I, the point is, is well made that uh, you know you and I can easily stock up and uh, be able to have uh, yeah. the necessary inventories for us to continue with our habits. But it's those yeah. uh, who are poor who uh, are going to be unable uh, to meet uh, their own justified vices, if I can put it that way. Uh, but uh, let's engage. I mean, the the health and the clinical issues here that are being raised. Uh, by many within the healthcare profession who are suggesting uh, that uh, it might probably not be uh, the best approach to have people in a lockdown where they have a lot of time on their hands using that time uh, to uh, maybe get to their closest tipple and uh, reaching out for glasses well uh, if you look at if you look at the issue of of health we always have alcohol i mean it's not like uh, south africa has banned the sale of alcohol so the issues that are raising will always be there so it's not a justification to say we might just completely ban the, the, the sale of alcohol. Mm. My clients are offering to that uh, only 
limited quantities should be sold, that uh, people must drink from home. I mean, the reality of the matter that if, 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 if it's so, that health challenge remains because people are still drinking from a uh, black market. It's not the kind of society that we want. Mm, mm. Talk, talk to me about the impact this has had on your clients. Um, and uh, I mean, you, you've explained who your clients are and when we started the conversation, but uh, maybe let us in into uh, you know, the uh, supply chain and value chain relationships uh, that are critical to this and how those have been disrupted during this lockdown. It's massive. The, the impact on my clients is massive. My clients will not be uh, complaining, running around, looking for lawyers and paying lawyers if that did not have an impact on, on their livelihoods. I mean, some of them will simply not be able to, to open their premises post the lockdown. I mean, you're talking about the very, very poor people who live from hand to mouth. You know, two days of not trading. It's just it's not a simple matter. And you have a situation where people don't have savings, you know. One moment they are told they must stop uh, earning a living. People are going to going to starvation, going to hunger, because they simply have no means of, of, of feeding their families during this 30-day period. It's not a small matter. Particularly that the president says is looking at the matter. He obviously, his advisors know the impact of this on on. on 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 society and in particular my clients. I mean, if we don't handle this matter carefully, it may spark other unrest, as we've seen in in, in the Western Cape. What mm-hmm. really the real issue what that we need to see is the presence of police in our townships, in our village. There, there must be visible policing so that whichever shebin or tavern does not comply with the new rules, should be closed. And people, if they are found drinking in a shebin against the rules, they should be arrested. Everyone accepts that. But a complete ban has far, far-reaching uh, consequences. Mm. Or, or not only on the fundamental rights that people have. I mean, you're talking about the balance between the Section 22 rights that people have. We must not... Uh, easily, easily take away uh, people's rights. We can limit rights, but to take away rights where you completely say uh, people should not be uh, able to earn a living when they can and they are able to do so, it's, in in our view, uh, extreme. extreme. Mm. Talk talk to me about the letter now, uh, uh, the response you received from the presidency. Uh, I mean, I'm quite interested in, I guess, the expectations that you have in light of uh, the president saying, give me a few more days. Uh, we'll try and respond to this matter on Friday. Uh, but uh, uh, how then does that frame the expectations uh, of uh, how the presidency is going to respond to this and uh, maybe also the recourse that you might have uh, in an instance where you find that response to be unsatisfactory? I mean, you know that uh, a court should not always be uh, the first uh, option. You must go to court as a, as a last resort. I mean, reluctantly, we've agreed to to grant the president uh, time until uh, Friday because we appreciate that these issues are weighty issues. We are equally encouraged that the president, in his wisdom, has decided to ask for more time so that he and his team could look at the issue carefully in a sober way. I mean, as, as a society, I mean, I understand that this matter is very, very emotive, but as a society, we must always have a long-term view on issues because, I mean, we'll always have crises. So whenever we're confronted with a crisis, 
we must resolve it in a, in a manner that is satisfactory to a larger uh, portion of our public. I mean, we must not rise. The issue of rights is not about numbers, not about uh, how many people are in favor or against. It's about ensuring that the rights that people are, are, are given by the Constitution are respected and are protected. It's our government that has a, a, a primary responsibility to protect those rights. It's only when governments uh, violate those rights that people go to the court as the upper guardian to, to, to resolve uh, disputes between uh, contending parties. And in as a society, we must never suppress views. We must never be happy with a one dominant view. We must always ensure that all views are taken into account in our decision-making process. And in our view, we, we believe that these regulations are just extreme, extreme. For and I'm only speaking for for my clients mm. who are facing uh, uh, financial ruin. So you can't expect them to, to take it lying down. They they have to protect their rights. They come to us and say, "What can we do under these circumstances?" We feel that government has not taken into account our view. But in his wisdom, fortunately, the president is is really looking at the matter uh, carefully and. We, we are optimistic that uh, something good will come out of, of, of the meeting. Okay, all right. Good. Last question here, and uh, it comes from one of the tweets that have come through from one of our listeners, uh, May Waha Machuda, saying, I disagree with the liquor forum. The looting of alcohol stores in the Western Cape is very convenient. It's sponsored uh, to support this particular motion. The forum knows uh, the measures outlined in the proposal are not uh, adhered to normally. Can't they just apply for one of the many crisis funds that we have? I mean, surely, I, mean, I mean, surely this is not a unique challenge that uh, many of your members are facing uh, uh, where it seems, you know, the bread has been taken off of their table uh, because of the lockdown measures. I think there, there are many in the manufacturing sector, many, uh, you know, even in informal trade who would be, uh, you know, uh, I guess lamenting the same. Why don't you go to uh, the other crisis fund? Uh, if you look at the letter that we received from the president, uh, the president has directed us to go to the tourism fund. And when you look at that fund, it specifically excludes my client. Mm. Paragraph On two basis, of that yeah. fund. Paragraph two of that fund, it says non qualifying activities. Fast food, takeaway restaurants, nightclubs, bars, gaming and, and gambling facilities. We can my client conduct bars. I mean, they're excluded from, okay. from, All right. from that fund. Yeah, l- let me take one of our callers there, uh, 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 Mr. Mabusa, uh, on the same issue here. Sakila's calling us all the way from Dibcliffe. Sakila, good evening to you and welcome. How's it, everyone? I'm good, thanks, my brother. How are you? I'm good, my man, and good uh, evening to your, uh, to your guests. Sure, sure. Please uh, go ahead. I want to look, my man. I, mean, I totally disagree with uh, uh, these people because there's so many industries that are affected in this uh, situation. Mm. For instance, you can say like... Uh, uh, even the cell phone industries are affected as well. How? Like, well, let's How open are the up, cell phone uh, let's, let's open up the cell phone industry so that uh, uh, it, it, may, it is made convenient for people to uh, oh. maybe be trapped, uh, be trapped uh, uh, maybe to find who's maybe uh, like as yes, the the issue of it could be made easier like Google and. Uh, and uh, Apple could come together uh, in uh, producing an app for uh, maybe finding people who are contracted uh, or uh, by this virus and stuff like that, you see. Mm, 
So all of these industries are not making profit. People are not getting paid at the moment. And then uh, we understand uh, liquor, for the, why, what is the reason behind the, the pain of uh, the liquor? It's because of the health of the people, mm, mm. not because of the economy. Yes, everyone is, uh, is affected in terms of the economy, but in terms, this is beneficial in terms of the health of the people. Okay. Thank you very much for that, Sakile. Let's uh, give uh, uh, Mr. Mabuza, I guess, a response to that. Mr. Mabuza, what do you make of that? Um, uh, you know, Sakile raising the issue that, uh, you know, if we open it up for the... Uh, you know, uh, the uh, trade of liquor, we might as well open, have open gates for everything else that we've tried to restrict during this period. Yeah, I, I mean, I've recovered and I, I accept that this is a very, very emotive issue uh, for, for, the whole of, for the whole country. But I mean, the starting point is not a contest between which industry must be open and which one must not be open. Mm. The starting point is our constitution. We must go back to the constitution to and ask ourselves whether the measures that have been put in place properly protect or stop the the spread of the virus vis-a-vis uh, the the rights of people to trade. And in this case, my clients happen to to sell alcohol; they are liquor traders, and they're coming forward, putting forward a an alternative view, which says that in the same way that people go out uh, to buy groceries every day. Mm. No one is complaining, by the way, to say that does not, uh, uh, or that spreads the, the, the virus or does not spread the virus. The fact of the matter is that people go out every day to, to, to get groceries. But those grocery places have put in place measures which prevent uh, uh, the spread of the virus, i.e. distances, uh, hygienic uh, uh, towels to ensure that people keep uh, uh, the the distance, the uh, allowed distance, hundred meter distance, uh, to make sure that people uh, sanitize uh, the, the the products or the the baskets that they use to to carry the products. Mm. All those measures are have been put in place, and my clients are saying they are prepared to put those measures to ensure that they 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 continue with their trade. Other than the fact, I mean, other than the argument that uh, 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 drunk people behave in a particular way, there is no reason why people cannot take alcohol and drink from their homes. As I said to you, it's the policing that is key to the whole matter, to ensure that people don't drink from shebins, to ensure that people don't gather, even without alcohol, uh, Ayabonga. Mm. If the police do not do their basic work of ensuring that people don't uh, gather in our villages and townships, the virus will spread. So the, the, the key, key, key issue is police visibility. Hmm. Mr. Mabuza, we'll have to leave it there. We'll uh, have to leave it there. And uh, we, uh, just like many of your members, await... Uh, the response on Friday from the presidency to uh, some of the grievances you've raised in your letter. But thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. You're welcome. That there was the attorney uh, for the Gauteng uh, uh, Liquor Forum, uh, Eric Mabuza, uh, speaking to us this evening uh, for our SMME exchange. Uh, what do you make of that? Uh, many of you saying that you disagree. Uh, with the line that is being pushed by the Liquor Forum here and uh, I guess certainly joins uh, the chorus of voices here that are saying if we've learned anything 
from uh, the prohibition of alcohol during this lockdown is that uh, it has a massive impact on uh, much of the violent crime that we see and also uh, the uh, burden on uh, the health, public health care facilities that we have uh, within the country. Let me know what you think about that. Love to hear from you. Give us a ring. 89 110